Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is Casey Stubbs from the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. And today we're having a special episode which is sponsored by Petrotech, an oil technology company who recently made a great breakthrough in the process of removing oil from sand. And they recently launched a new oil extraction facility using this new process called Asphalt Ridge. And listen in now as I speak to the president of Petrotech, Dr. Jerry Bailey. I'm the president of Petrotech Energy, and I was for uh, for five years. I was the CEO, but uh, I relinquished that spot so I could get out of the Bailey uh, business and spend more time uh, out on the road and taking care of our public uh, relations uh, uh, issues because I'm basically the face of the company. Ah, uh, okay. Of course, I think you may have heard I'm I'm a former Exxon president. I was president of the Arabian Gulf region for Exxon, so I'm widely known throughout the the oil world globally, in fact. In fact, that's why I was on television most recently, as I, I always talk about uh, the effects of oil prices and my predictions of where they're going. I was on Stuart Barney just uh, a week before last, so uh, you know they, they all like me to talk about the business. So that's kind of my background. I retired from Exxon, and then... Uh, Petrotech found me through some mutual friends and said they needed an oil man to help them. That was in 2012. I came on board and uh, realized the first thing they had to, well, first I had to decide that they had a good technology, which I did convince myself because nobody else has ever done this. It's the first of its kind, and I wanted to be sure I was not connecting up with something that was just a a myth, but it really works, and I said we're going to show people, so I had them build a plant. We opened our first plant in uh, Vernal, Utah in 2014, and indeed it did produce oil like we expected, and we sold some 10,000 barrels of oil uh, to the local market in Salt Lake City. And then uh, people said, well, can it be scaled up? And I said, well, I'm definite that it can. So we took undertook to expand to 1,000 barrels a day from our 250 barrels a day, and we uh, just finished that uh, that the expansion just a week or so ago, and we're in the stages right now of uh, ramping up our production to a thousand barrels a day. So we call ourselves, you know, revolutionary energy technology because we're more than just an oil company. Uh, Petrotech is uh, capable of using this technology around the world to other people, and there's many places like uh, uh, China and Indonesia. And Dominican Republic, Trinidad, and on and on that have similar sands that we could license a joint venture. And at the same time, it's a remediation tool because it will clean up oil spills uh, on the beaches or wherever, on land, anywhere. Um, 
if we'd have had this five years or so ago, we could have uh, cleaned up the spill that BP made on the Gulf Coast uh, instead of them just bulldozing it over into the dunes. And uh, yeah, so we're we're a technology company uh, that can produce oil and make good money at that because we do it for under thirty dollars a barrel. So even in today's market, we we have a good profit margin. Well, that's really that's really interesting. So when you you're saying that you can clean the sand um, from oil, are you actively going up and cleaning some of the older dirty sand that's mixed with oil now? We haven't done any of that for anyone. I'm just saying that's another tool that I mean another use of our technology we could do. But we haven't pursued that in any projects. One thing we have talked about is you know they, we have to separate ourselves from the the public's view of oil sands they think of Canada. We're totally different than that. Canada is an environmental nightmare uh, because they have to mine down in the earth and put hot water and steam to loosen up the oil to get it to come out, and then that just makes a big emulsion. It's like chocolate milk coming out. And then they have to try to separate the oil out of that, and they do a poor job. It, but they run such huge volumes through. They do make a lot of oil. But they end up with these huge tailing ponds with uh, that contain sludge or an oily sludge, and a lot of it even stacked up on the ground, and it leaches oil out everywhere. I've had meetings with the uh, First Nations in Canada, and I told them, you know, our process would clean up this environmental crap, but uh, we haven't got around to that because we've had other things focused right now. But our process is environmentally friendly; it doesn't use any water. Nothing goes in the air, nothing goes in, there's no water involved in our process, and nothing goes out on the ground but clean sand. So the big difference, and that's right now we've just been focused on getting that word out to who we are and how different we are and why we're the only one in the in the world that I know of that can do it right now that way. And do you think that you guys will, will be able to do that on a larger scale if a lot of people yes. start hearing yes. about this? Yes, this is like... Uh, it's a very modular type of approach. We don't have to just keep building larger tanks or larger towers. We can just stack them together like a like an LNG train. We can take a thousand barrels and then build a, 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 a an add-on like a, a a Lego unit. Just add another thousand barrels or another thousand barrels. We're talking about probably next year, maybe going up another thousand and maybe up as high as five thousand. Oh, wow. so it's all capable. It, it can be expanded just in a, in a modular way, but I, I hark back to say that's not our vision to just continue to put more and more steel in the Utah desert. The, the money is to be made for the investors and for the company by licensing and joint venturing it to other people because we could get big money for a license or, or a joint venture on this since nobody else has it. And then we, we wouldn't have to. I, I'm, I'm not interested in hiring a cast of thousands and building another Exxon, uh, that's not the vision for this company. That's why we call it, uh, you know, Petrotech uh, Energy being, uh, in fact, Marcus came up, I think, with the, with the name uh, RET, Revolutionary Energy Technology. Because you're a technology company and you're also in the energy business, both. There you go. There you go. We're not hanging our stars strictly on just producing oil. That that can be done, and many we can make a great living. Many companies would be happy to be producing a thousand barrels of oil a day. You can do the math; that's a billion dollars a month. So, uh, but that's not where this company's bigger than that. 
it, it, it has global reach to be able to help others. Uh, even we've had contacts from places as far away as, uh, 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 as Australia and also with China, who has a lot of similar dry, what we call oil sands. In Canada, we call water wet sands. In other places, we call oil wet sands, which means there is no water. Dr. Bailey, I was reading uh, some information about Petrotech recently, and I saw that you guys recently unveiled uh, an extraction facility in Asphalt Ridge. Uh, can you explain a little bit about that? That's what I'm talking about. That is our plant. Asphalt Ridge is just a region there in uh, northeastern um, Utah. Uh, Utah has 55% of all the oil sands in the United States, and they just lay on the surface or down to 300 feet. It's like a surface mine. You just scoop it up with a thunian loader. And that's where we built our plant. If you look on our site, you can see a picture of it. It doesn't have a footprint of much more than about 3,000 square feet because all you do is you uh, just take the ore right off the ground, run it down through our mixing tank, and contact it with our solvent. Uh, and then the oil and the solvent go overhead. The clean sand goes out the bottom. We put it back on the ground. The key to the whole thing, really, is that solvent. Nobody had discovered the, the right formula for, for using uh, the chemical that makes that happen. And uh, it's nothing that's, uh, it doesn't come from the Amazon rainforest or nothing. It's common stuff, but no one had actually stumbled on the right uh, formula and our guys, our technical people did. Well, that is a really important discovery. And so with this extraction facility, are you guys the only company to ever do this before where you're able to produce this clean oil like in such a way? Yes. There's been a lot of people tried it and they've used everything from citrus juice to all kinds of combinations of stuff. Uh, one of the more notable ones was U.S. oil sands. I think they milked uh, Wall Street for $100 million and then went bankrupt and shut down, went into receivership because they couldn't do anything, couldn't produce nothing. We haven't done that. We pulled our stuff up by our bootstraps. The Alex, our founder, he put in uh, some $12 million of his own money. We've built and done everything we have. For, we haven't spent more than $25 million. And we've done everything, and we're producing and selling oil. Okay, and so I was noticing in your press release that you're planning on producing up to 5,000 barrels a day by the year 2020. That I'm going to use I'm going to use the word that's that's a possibility. That's not a given. That's that's one of the things on the outlook. It depends on when a lot's going to happen. But I mean, that's two years away. If we end up with a lot of these license deals or some joint venture deals that would bring in uh, adequate or, or, or you know. A comparable income without a revenue, without having to build a big plant, well, we may not ever get to that. But I expect we'll probably uh, certainly increase by a couple of thousand before then. Who knows? We could go all the way, but I'm not going to say that's a given. And you know that the supply in that at that facility is sufficient in the ground. There's enough oil to be able to to handle that. It's probably the next 25 to 50 years. We're setting where our plant is. We we control leases that we have acquired from uh, local landowners uh, and through the state, we're setting on 100 million barrels of potential oil. 100 million. So you can do the math on that, too. It, yeah, it would take me uh, a while. <laughs> it, well, 
it's a lot of oil and it take a lot of barrels a day to ever use that up. So uh, that's the big that's the big asset that we have. That is worth well, uh, eighty a hundred million barrels of oil right now is worth what six billion dollars. It's uh, it's a big deal. So we've got plenty of resource. Uh, that's why we can just build more. In fact, some people have talked to us about uh, some possible investors have said, well, what if we just come and would you build us another plant and let us own half of it or whatever percentage we'd agree right there on the side alongside of you and said, yeah, we can do that too. There's plenty of to go around. We can make a lot of oil out of that. A lot of then opportunity. All, then we, yeah, and then we ship it by trucks to, uh, to Salt Lake City to refiners there. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Well, that, that's a lot of stuff going on. However, it seems like you guys are not just uh, involved in oil technology, but also some some information technology. As I was reading that you guys are trying and working to develop the first supply chain management platform based on advanced blockchain, uh, blockchain technology for the global transaction needs of the oil and gas industry. Yeah, we're working on that too, and uh, because we see the blockchain as a as another uh, enhanced administrative tool to make things easier and more transparent, you know, uh, people overhype that. Blockchain is nothing more than just another fancy way to to have access to your uh, to vendors and to sales and to purchasers, so that you can put all your stuff up in the cloud and you can have people access it a lot easier than having to call call me up on the phone every day and ask me about the information, I can just say, hey, you know, we'll give you the password. You can just go there. You're familiar with people using the term Dropbox. It's not much more than a Dropbox of tons of information that if it would be repetitive, we can put up contracts for sales or for purchase, or we can put up announcements there for vendors that we're looking for another piece of pipe or a pump or something. And people can access things like the old day. I, I, just, I was at the NASDAQ few weeks ago and I was on Jane King's show and she was talking to me about it and uh, I, I explained it as uh, it's like in the old days we, every big company had a big file room and everybody had a key to the file room inside the file room there was dozens of file cabinets but you didn't have a key to every cabinet if you were in marketing you might have one key if you were in sales you might have another the blockchain is simply that it's, it's a place to lodge companies information uh, 
and, and then give access to the various parties that might need access to specific uh, uh, you know, records and data that would assist. So it will enhance the bottom line. It will save manpower. It will improve transparency. It will improve efficiency, particularly when you're transferring excuse me, money and information across international boundaries. I mean, or if somebody wants to order something from us from Europe in the middle of the night, they don't have to call waking me up. They can go right on the site and put in their order or look and see what we're looking for. And I can take care of it when I wake up in the morning. So um, it's, a, it, it's all the major companies are doing things like this. Again, it, blockchain is overhyped. I mean, um, banks have been doing this for years. That's why when you go to apply for a mortgage, they can find out every bank that you've ever dealt with or every debt that you've ever had. That's the same deal because they can look on joint uh, uh, shared data uh, through this sort of stuff. And so, but they haven't been doing much of it in the oil business, although I know the majors are doing some work uh, in-house to do their own thing. But, but we would we would hope to come out with one that would be generic enough and solid enough that we could actually uh, help maybe smaller oil companies to get in on it and maybe charge them a fee to use this service. But we are busy developing that. Well, and Marcus is the guy, by the way, that's that's heading up our team. I'm I'm advising, of course, but uh, he's doing some of the hard work. So if you get deeper into the blockchain issue, you might speak with him. Okay, well, that's a, a really great thing. It can help your your efficiency mm-hmm. and, and help. I like the way you explained it too with the file cabinets. I haven't heard it well, in that way before. Lay people to understand that, you know, even my grandkids. They can understand. They ask me, well, what, what is this blockchain? That's how I explain it. So when you say that, people say, oh, okay, we got it. Yeah, that's yeah. probably, I'm probably going to use that again because <laughs> no that's really yeah. useful. I think a few other uh, news outlets have used that, so it's all, it's all right. <clears throat> but our big selling point, too, to revert back a minute, is that uh, the uh, the cost of doing this, you know, we're producing this oil for under $30. As the volume goes up, we'll be down at $25 a barrel. All in, all cost, everything. When you're talking about in Canada, you know, they're, they're, if they can do it for fifty-five or sixty dollars, you know, they're they're fortunate. So they're they're barely making money. In fact, the past couple of years they've been losing money, and the government's been subsidizing. But we've been making a profit. I mean, we can make profit at these low oil prices. In today's market now, as of today, for instance, we're making thirty plus dollars a barrel. So the 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 price of oil. Being higher is is beneficial to operations. You better know it. Yes. Okay. I was reading an, another interview that you had done earlier, and it's you made the comment about um, energy companies that were able to be financially and environmentally clean will be the ones to survive. Um, do you feel like you are in that position right now? I, I do think so, and I do think that's a coming, uh, you know, a coming approach. Uh, the oil industry per se has gotten a bad rap over the last hundred years because there 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 were a lot of environmental issues. That doesn't happen anymore. Everybody's more green, and more environmentally sound. I've got grandkids. I want to make sure the earth and the world is better for them, and most people are thinking that way. So, but we we definitely are a green company because we literally have nothing we take oil that's already encapsulated in the sand it looks black and dirty it's about 12 percent oil 
you can see, you look across the landscape up there uh, and around this Astle Ridge area, which is, they call it that because it's got so much of this, and the land looks dark. So we take it and put it in, the, in our system, and when it comes out, it's like beach sand again. We just backfill where we got it, and you could grow tomatoes in it, I tell people. So that's pretty green, and that's pretty uh, uh, environmentally sensitive, and it, it's a it's a remediation and an improvement in the in the land from what it started. Well, yeah, that's good because you're actually so cleaning I think, up. I think companies that work that way and think that way are, are going to be very successful because you know people are very uh, uh, aware and, uh, and certainly concerned and interested about making sure it's done right. And it has to be done right because nothing is going to replace oil as the most cost-effective commodity for energy in the next hundred years. I don't care. You know, there's plenty of room for wind and solar, uh, nuclear, uh, geothermal. All of those will have little niches and they will make improvements. But the consumer is driven by the bottom line and what he has to pay for things. None of those things can compete with what it for the low cost that you can produce a, a unit of energy out of a barrel of oil. So, uh, in spite of everybody's good opinions and all their little hype and all the things they say, uh, oil still going to be driving this world uh, in the lifetime of you and me and, and, and our kids. So, um, it's there'll be room for other things. I usually attribute maybe fifteen percent to other forms of energy. Um, but they can't they can't compete and uh, uh, so oil needs to be done cleanly and efficiently and you know very environmentally sound and that's where it's all headed right now yeah and i think if companies like you are really taking this clean approach and this environment uh towards working with oil it will really help improve the how people look at the oil industry as a whole cuz right now you, you have a bad right. rap you are right, and we're turning that around. And it's funny, one, one, uh, another antidote that I always like to tell, I've had several what I call very strong environmentalist uh, uh, investors, uh, uh, believers, who have called me up, and they say, you know, we don't like oil, and we're really you know, against all that, but boy, what you're doing is good, so we won't invest in your company. Just don't tell people we're doing it. <laughs> and, I, and I had to laugh, and I said, fine. I don't. If you want to invest and buy my stock or invest money in what we're doing, that's your private business. I think we have a good deal. Uh, so I thought it's pretty hilarious that. Uh, well, I think the that people who are really against it realize. Man, we better not be against this because it uh, it works. And it's, it's I think you could turn the whole environmental industry if you get that environmental friendly uh, approach. Because right now they'll just shut you down because they're not really they don't understand what's going on. But once uh, they understand, it's, it's 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 ignorance. It's knowledge is power, and learning to understand. The day we started our plant up, there were a half a dozen environmentalists showed up at the gate, and boy, they were ready to you know complain and chant around with their signs, you know, because a new oil facility was going up. So I went to the gate and I spoke to them. I told them what we were doing and they said, well, you mean nothing's going in the air or on the ground? There's no water? And I said, no, none of that stuff. I said, this is clean. And I said, you know, we're, we're, we're making the earth better. Well, after about 20 minutes, they got back in their automobiles, which is driven by oil, by the way, and uh, and they drove away. 
and they never came back. We never had another issue. What they did do is go about 100 miles south to that company, U.S. Oil Sands, who was using a water-based system, trying to do this unsuccessfully, chained themselves to the fences down there and caused all kinds of havoc about, about the deal. But we have had zero interference from anybody from the environmental side. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, well, I just want to thank you again for your time today, Dr. Bailey, and this is You're really welcome. informative, welcome. and you guys well, are really doing a great job. you to tell the true story. Many people just to stick. You don't have to hype it. You don't have to say anything. Uh, you don't have to stretch the point. I never do. Like I say, I go on television. I talk about this stuff all the time. And then I get compliments. Stuart Barney called me back. He said, you know, we like having you on because you, you don't you, you don't overhype. You just tell things I can talk to you about. I said, Stuart, that's, that's the whole point. If you've got a good story, stick to your facts and just tell the story. You don't have to fake it. And so I don't. I have a reputation. That, you know, I've been in this business for 55 years. My name is important. My reputation is important. And when I talk, people listen, and I'm honored uh, that they do because they know they're going to hear it straight from me. Now, I'm not going to mince any words. You may not like what I say, or you may have a different opinion, but you can't fault me for telling it the way I see it. So that's what that's what most of the media like about And that's the reason Alex uh, likes me out there as the face of the company, because People know my name, and every day I'm going to I'm going to New York next week for more TV and, uh, appearances being lined up right now. So you know it's uh, big stuff. Excellent. Well, again, thank I, you I so much. I appreciate your support. I appreciate what you've done, and anytime I, if I need to add another comment or another uh, clarification, uh, you can either reach me or go through Marcus because I'm on with Run so much, but he can always <laughs> find me. He'll find me somewhere in an airport, and, uh, uh, and and we'll be able to get something to you to answer your question. Okay, excellent. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll do it, and uh, I really enjoyed I learned a lot today, so thank you so much. <laughs> well, the, you know, you, it starts with a you know one person. Just keep spreading the word, mm-hmm. and you, you have a, a venue to do it that I don't have, so you've got your newsletter, so... Yeah, you know, maybe you you you'll educate a few more people. I think so, I think that's going to happen for sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Casey. It's been yep. a pleasure. Thank you for listening in to today's special sponsored post by Petrotech. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Dr. Jerry Bailey, where he revealed the new oil extraction process on how they remove oil from sand. Thank you for listening. Important notice and disclaimer. This communication is a paid advertisement. Finance and markets, their owners, managers, and employees are often paid by one or more of the profile companies or a third party to disseminate these types of communications. In this case, the publisher has been compensated by a third party shareholder to conduct investor awareness advertising and marketing for Petrotech. The third party shareholder paid the publisher $20,000. This compensation should be viewed as a major conflict with our ability to be unbiased. Readers should be aware that the third-party shareholder, other third parties, profiled companies, and or their affiliates may liquidate shares of the profiled company at any time, including at or near the time you receive this communication, which has the potential to hurt share prices. Frequently, companies profiled in our articles experience a large increase in volume and share price during the course of investor awareness marketing which often ends as soon as the investor awareness marketing ceases. 
that investor awareness marketing may be as brief as one day, after which a large decrease in volume and share price may likely occur. This communication is not, and should not be construed to be, an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Neither this communication nor the publisher purport to provide a complete analysis of any company or its financial position. The publisher is not and does not purport to be a broker-dealer or registered investment advisor. This communication is not and should not be construed to be personalized investment advice directed to or appropriate for any particular investor. Any investment should be made only after consulting a professional investment advisor and only after reviewing the financial statements and other pertinent corporate information about the company. Further, readers are advised to read and carefully consider the risk factors identified and discussed in the advertised company's SEC and or other government filings. Investing in securities, particularly microcap securities, is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. Past performance does not guarantee future results. This communication is based on information generally available to the public and does not contain any material non-public information. The information on which it is based is believed to be reliable. Nevertheless, the publisher cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information. Identification and release of liability. By reading this communication, you acknowledge that you have read and understood this disclaimer, and further that to the greatest extent permitted under law, you release the publisher, its affiliates, and successors from any and all liability, damages, and injury from this communication. You further warrant that you are solely responsible for any financial outcome that may come from your financial investment decisions. Intellectual property. Finance and markets is the publisher's trademark. All other trademarks used in this communication are the property of the respective trademark holders. The publisher is not affiliated, connected, or associated with, and is not sponsored, approved, or originated by the trademark holders unless otherwise stated. No claim is made by the publisher to any rights in any third-party trademarks. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.